This is the Two Marketeers podcast, where hosts and marketing experts Sean Patrick and Lindsay Waugh seek to uncover what makes brands so powerful in how they impact modern society and culture. Blast off. Hello. Welcome to another skyrocketing episode of the Two Marketeers. I'm doing a shoot off, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah, Anyways, what is that? I'm not going like to make a... a lot of sense today, Lindsay. I just showed up. Ah, that's my favorite, Sean. It is, isn't it? You don't see it very much because Sean is always over-prepared. So let's see how it works under-prepared. And then we get off our recording. We're like, huh. How'd that go? Should we reschedule? <laughs> Should we do this again? Uh, no, today's going to be a good day. I'm on fire today already. Uh, well, th- a couple things. It's Friday. We usually do Thursday. <sighs> Bless the week's heart. It's Friday. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> um, just... Me too. I'm done. I'm just I messed with so many things. You know how we don't work out before recording usually? Did you work out this morning? Look at me. Yes. <laughs> As did I, which I don't do. Oh. And so because it's Friday. We're recording on a Friday. It's normally a Thursday. We don't work out. We both exercise. This is going to be a dumpster fire. It's going to be a bag of dicks. We're just talking about all. The, <laughs> we're just talking now about. Now I have great- to mark this explicit on Apple Podcasts because you said it's going to be a bag of dicks. I thought we were always explicit. The last podcast um, I talked about being it's deep shit. The trust barometer. It's deep shit. I'm gonna have to go back and. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> Excuse me. That's not for the kids. That's going to sink our rating. Okay. In other news. Zellers is coming back. So last night I posted on my Instagram stories if people think that Zellers should be coming back. Yeah. In preparation for this episode. Yeah. It is it's a 65-35 split. I thought people with 65% saying yes, they think it should come back. I thought like 90% of people would say yes, it should come back. You know, that's how I felt when I first heard about it, when we said, hey, this is just an interesting topic, because I think they've done a really good job of how they're putting it out there, right? So for, as a brand, because how I heard about it was about how they were, there's a lot of mystery behind it. Well, first of all, just so everyone knows, Zellers is coming back. If you don't know Zellers, you're not Canadian, or you're not of a certain age. Zellers is a absolutely ultimately Canadian brand. Uh, when mm-hmm. it closed down and still to now, it was part of HBC, Hudson Bay Company. And yeah. what they're doing, as I understand it, is they're they're doing uh, like pop-ups almost within Bay stores, Hudson Bay stores. And oh, yeah. I thought they were like taking over Bay locations. No. So no, that, not? Oh, so is it going to be a part of the Hudson's Bay experience? Yes. And there's 25 coming out. That's across cool. Canada. Yeah. And and I mean to those of you who are listening elsewhere cuz it sounds looks like we have people around the world. 
there's your cousin in Dubai. Um, there's my aunt in Tampa. And <laughs> we're good. Um, it is a, a what I would call a Canadian institution. And then when it was purchased by Hudson Bay Company, which is the Canadian institution, one of, I think the oldest retailer in the world. But anyways, Hudson Bay Company, it's all Canada, tons of history. They bought Zellers back in the 70s. Um, now what's happening is they're bringing it back. They brought it back. Zellers was closed down and was overtaken by uh, Target, which mm-hmm. we we Canadians who like to think we're so Canadian until something American comes around and we like it more. Uh, we're so excited. That didn't go very well for various reasons. And then all those Zellers that turned into Targets shut down. Now squirrels live in there. <laughs> now squirrels live in there. And now um, they're coming back, which is interesting. And they're totally playing on what I would call Canadian nostalgia. And specific mm-hmm. nostalgia along that sort of real trend of, you know, I'll say uh, stranger things. Like the 80s are are pretty cool now, right? Right. And even like post-pandemic, people are like craving that nostalgia because it comes with that sense of security and certainty and like unstable world. So that's why nostalgia is really on an uptick. Oh, across the board. Yeah. Ah, yes. which makes me wonder if that's, uh, Hudson Bay kind of saying, let's utilize a brand that has been, you know, let's leverage a brand comeback so that we can touch on nostalgia because mm. we all know in Canada that nostalgia and the Hudson Bay company may not be politically the best way to go. <laughs> so let's That's stick to the interesting 70s. beginnings. If you don't know what we're talking about, Google it, look it up. So anyways, what they were doing specifically was within these pop-ups, I'm not sure if all of them, but some of them will have food trucks outside because part of the nostalgia associated to Zellers was the diners they used to have. And they were absolutely the quintessential family restaurant that those of us who grew up in the 70s and 80s ate. And the food was things like my favorites were hot chicken sandwich and fries with gravy. Yeah, so they were talking about whether they should bring back those diners. And then they were like, no, we're going to modernize this brand. It's going to be a food truck. Right. And it's probably logistics, to be quite honest. But will it be a truck in the retail location or will it be a truck, like an actual truck? That's a great question. Because you know, sometimes they just stage it to look like a food truck, but it's inside. Could be. We don't know. I Like I was really... I was really shocked because when we first brought it up, we're like, this is cool. And Lindsay was talking about that. And I heard on the radio, because we're the two people who still listen to the radio, um, that they were what they were doing from an engagement standpoint was they're putting out a campaign and they were listing 10 items that the Zellers Diner was known for. And they're putting people out, they have to vote. And the top five will be the ones that are offered in the food truck that are sort of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, icons of the kind of food indicative of that time and offered at the Zeller's store. Um, I haven't, so when I went looking, there's not a lot. They haven't really put out a ton. So it's interesting. Lindsay and I don't know that much about the specifics. Fast forward to last night, like you, Lindsay, but I was just doing a little work saying, okay, so where can I get some details? And I see they're across Canada and all that stuff. What I started falling into was, Articles were like, is it a good idea? Is nostalgia enough? 
to ensure the mm. success of Zellers. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, this is really interesting. And I think this is where, you know, brand, brand can play such a huge role is they're using the, the beauty, the science, the art of a brand to really pinpoint a particular aspect of nostalgia. Yeah. But what's coming out is they're saying, okay, that's all great, but there's the other Zellers we remember, right? This is the... So- the worn yeah. down. This is what I wonder if like the Target takeover brand experience is also playing psychologically into people's like anticipation yes. of Zeller's reopening. So this, I could be stretching and giving people way too much credit with thinking about this like this. But I'm like, I wonder if perhaps when Target came to Canada, massive supply chain issues because of products that you can get in the States that are part of Target's typical offering that you just can't bring into Canada or you can't get in Canada. So Target was a very lackluster experience here because the shelves were always 75% empty and there wasn't the cool products and there weren't the cool partnerships and it wasn't that like design. And the prices. Yeah, it wasn't that like design forward, affordable thing that they do in the States. So we were just like, this sucks. And then Target was gone not very long after they opened. But people, I think, still crave that, well, the Ikeas of the world still crave that, like, design-forward, affordable approach to some of those items. So I wonder now if people, if Zeller's going back into old locations that may have been Target's before or bringing back a brand that's also, like, red and white in a similar kind of way in which Target was stood up in Canada, that they may have more of that kind of anticipation, anticipation, Invisalign. I forgot to swallow for quite some time. <laughs> if like that, you know, if the anticipation of that is linked also to the, what happened with Target here. So people may be more excited, not only nostalgia, but like, hey, are we actually going to get a good value design forward kind of experience with Zellers? Right. Because that's kind of some of the social content I've seen them put out already. It looks like Target. Like you could literally slap a Target logo on it where it's like I know that's what and I said. simple and elegant and affordable. And I'm like, I think they're trying to piggyback on that. Because you're exactly right. Because last night was the first time I kind of started looking at what they were doing on social. And I, I hmm. saw the stuff coming soon and there was no brand on it. Right. Right. And I was like, this is Target. Exactly. Exactly. What's happening here is this weird Petri dish of circumstance where with the pandemic, people are craving nostalgia, but they also still want that, you know, innovative design forward, affordable offering being in kind of like economic downturn. So I feel like they're playing on those two forces of like future forward and innovation and nostalgia and behind and thinking this is probably the perfect moment to revive Zellers in the Canadian market. What I think is really interesting is that within the industry, it's being put as what will Zellers be? And it is a digital first retailer. Oh. Yeah. The the rebirth of Zellers is a digital first retailer. That makes so much sense as to why they're kind of just standing up a couple of stores within yes. Hudson Bay's because it's not going to be a full retail offering. Aha! Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. That's where I was like... Okay, because then, you know, you, you see all the commentary and it, it, it's, it was kind of big news. And I think they're controlling it very well because now it's like, okay, we put it all out there. We're getting people thinking and now they're going to inject the nostalgia of it. I'm mm-hmm. going to be quite honest with you is 
because when I saw that article, it said, is that, is that going to be enough? I went, this isn't a rebrand or is it because they're bringing back a brand. But even as we've been talking, it's a rebrand for the Hudson Bay company. It's going to have to be some sort of rebrand. No, but what I mean is, you know, when you think about why, you know, we'll talk a bit about this. Oh, like is, with their offering, like with the Hudson yes, offering. They're, they're looking at what they offer. They're looking at a market that maybe they feel is untapped, which is where, what has happened to the Canadian department store. You know, there mm. is no target in Canada. We don't have that kind of retailer here. Um, mm-hmm. There's an untapped market. Yeah. Target came here and it didn't work out, not because of it. Like Lindsay said it, it was supply chain. And I don't think they did their supply chain research to kind of make sure that if what is, what is it we're known for and why do people come to us? And it's exactly like Lindsay said, fashion forward at low cost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they didn't do their, I'll say supply chain and, and, and budget research to say, it wasn't a branding issue. It was they couldn't live up to what the brand offered Canadians when they went to the US. You move it to Canada and you don't have the selection. It costs the same as everywhere else. Like we're like, but that's what Target's about. So why am I here? Yeah, I think that's that should be like a huge part of the rebrand or how they bring Zellers back to market now is like, how have people changed? What are they looking for? What have we learned about that kind of shopper? What have we learned about like supply chain over the last couple of years? Like you better be able to deliver on that experience, especially now. People yeah. are pushed to the brink with not with saying one thing and not being able to deliver on what you say. Well, I think the other thing that's interesting, they are now going to market absolutely as a paired brand because these stores are going to be in a bay. So they're reintroducing a brand in a new position, you know, and I would say the bay is more uh, upscale, right? They'd be more like a, like a Saks or that sort of thing It's a department store. Uh, It's not Nordstrom. It's not any of that, but it's that sort of area. Mm-hmm. Now within that, they're going fashion forward. So, and they're launching it like could be temporary. There's no big commitment. The thing they're doing differently is they're not taking huge, a huge hit on real estate. Right. So it's like, it'll be interesting. We'll stay on it. But what was interesting is it's a lesson. And in fact, it is a rebrand, but a rebrand doesn't necessarily mean you re- you're redesigning your logo. Mm-hmm. Right. A rebrand means you have to understand your story. Does it, you have to understand what do people want and are those things still aligning? And it's about story. It's about perception. And yes, part of it is about your identity and message, but that's not the way you should go about it. Well, I think what they've probably realized, like in the Amazons of the world is that brands are need to be solution oriented to people's problems and their lives and their lifestyles. Like you're not going to make someone drive across town to a Zeller's for a cheap toaster when you could sell that same offering in the environment where they're picking up a gift for Mother's Day. Like it's about being able to provide more of a holistic solution to people with their shopping experience, especially as consumers now want to head back in store. Like I was reading an IMI study the other day that was saying still like more than 60% of people want to shop in store. They want to go there. They want to be able to have that full experience to solve their problems in one environment. 
versus being told to go across town to Zellers and then back to the Hudson's Bay and all over right. the place to meet your needs, you know? And, and how they will be perceived will be a digital first retailer mm-hmm. is really interesting. And it's sort of like when you look at, well, will nostalgia be enough? No, but it's a great way to bring me back to not the the Zellers of 2001 or 2005, the Zellers of 1982, the Zellers of 1978. I think it's a good way to pique that initial uh, emotional interest. And then you better deliver on all the things that 2023 now has to offer as you kind of back that up. The other cool thing is that people don't necessarily shop at lower priced stores because they have to. Like you've, consumers now are very, very savvy, right? Where people who can afford a lot of nice things also tend to shop at more affordable stores because they choose to, because it's smart to save money. So when you think about that offering and bringing Hudson Space shoppers together with the Zellers offering, it's not to say that because someone can afford only Hudson's Bay that that's what they're going to choose. People who have money choose to spend less people who need to spend less also choose to spend less like it's more of a mindset around looking at people as a whole person versus someone who has a certain amount of income to spend yeah and it's they're they're reintroducing a brand i don't think i mean i question this is it trying to appeal to people like me who ate the gravies and fries or is it trying to actually appeal? Because nostalgia is a great way for us to accept it back in. Mm-hmm. But is it not the Gen Zs and the millennials that they have to be relevant to? And is it not sort of, would you not agree that I'm seeing a lot of not nots? So I don't know how you'll answer. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> would you not not agree? Or would Anyone you Anyone know what Sean is saying right now? <laughs> The Bay is trying is not a relevant brand to a younger demographic. Would you mm-hmm. agree? I do. So when you think of the need of if you are the Bay, how do you get them at a younger time and, and get them not going to IKEA for the cheap toaster, getting them going to Zellers for the cheap zo- toaster? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the quality is the same. Gen Z are funny. They're funny people. There's a lot of uh, pride in that saving of money. Like if you look at no frills and hauler lifestyle and people wearing like no frills and no name clothing, like all of that kind of stuff. But also I'm doing a um, big brand positioning for an automotive group right now. So I was doing a lot of research into like Gen Z shopping behavior. And the funny thing around Gen Z is they are very practical. They look for safety, they look for price, they look for quality, and they'll shop around to get it. Like they're not the ones who are booking a last minute trip to Coachella and spending all their money and flying to Vegas. That was you guys. That was you guys. We did all of those things. And Gen Z is now very, very practically minded, which is such an interesting place to play in for brands because Nostalgia actually can help make it a bit more of like an interesting territory yes. because when you're trying to attract people through like safety price, being trustworthy and loyal, it's like, okay, but we still have to show up as fun and vibrant and young. And like, what is the thing that we're going to hang our hat on? So it's, yeah, they're a really, really interesting group to try and attract, but Zellers is a great offering for that. So Lindsay's done all the research. 
Good on you, Lindsay. I've lived oh. the research. I have three of I own three of them. And what you're saying. I own saying, three of them. I own three of them. Uh, and I'm here to validate that's exactly what they do. And it's, it's lovely and it's refreshing. And I, you know, I think they have their shit together. I think they have uh, morals. I think they have more integrity. And I think they are redefining more than your generation or my generation have how the world will work. That's what yeah. I think. It's a little less Vegas, a little more <laughs> library. The one piece I will absolutely validate, my kids, all three of them now, are crazy thrifters. So that their whole perception of brand is actually almost non-brand. Zellers is perfect for that. Right? I think as we've walked through this live... <laughs> It's like, wow, there's, there's some pretty impressive sort of uh, maneuvering happening. And I think the part they're doing best is just, I think they're figuring it out as they go along. And I think when they do launch, which is supposed to be spring, mm. um, they're going to do it nimbly. So food trucks, pop-up sections within mm. a Hudson Bay store. The true spirit of a rebrand in some cases is it's driven by a business reason and it better be bang on and it needs to be a long-term goal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think the example that we both love is that uh, Girl Guides rebrand, the rebranding yep. of their entire brand, what they stand organization. for. Organization. Yeah. Their whole organization as a very, you know traditional and what then ended up being outdated because it has lasted for so long. Right. I think that's it. what girl, the girl guides did is exactly what Zellers is going to have to do. The main right. spur for their rebrand was to redefine in today's society and culture, what that brand means for people and what it can do for people in helping to achieve their mission. And so and it, Zellers is going to have to do the same thing to say, we were this then are we still that now? What are the challenges that people are having today that this brand can help solve for and then redefine how that brand shows up, not only visually, but in the entire experience to make sure that they, as I said, like show up as hyper relevant today. Yeah. It's that whole storytelling versus story doing or vice versa. And I think these are great examples is a rebrand is something you have to look back and decide whether it was successful. Mm -hmm. Girl scouts or girl guides have done it over years. I remember you and I talking about it a couple of years ago to say like, they're really doing different stuff now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they've done it so well. And it, I would say they knew what they stood for. They had to clarify it. So it didn't, it didn't stand for the things that could go against them. Right. Like right. we've talked about yeah. rebranding has had to happen in areas where the pressure's on um mm -hmm. from an inclusion a diversity standpoint mm -hmm. where the and barbie i think barbie was a great example and we'll have to do a, a a regroup on that before the movie comes out these are these are brilliant business decisions and so much strategy work and so much understanding of what consumers want as humans um it's not it's not just an identity. In fact, the identity is the last piece. It's your, it's what you're going mm. to do 
that people yeah. will talk about for the foreseeable future. Well, and that like what you're going to do that's going to make you relevant, like not even just things that are talk worthy. It's like, what are you going to do to actually appeal to people yeah. with their values and their beliefs? And I think Girl Guides is still a great example because the evolution continues. When I went to revisit right. it last night around when they did their really, really big rebrand of literally the visual identity and the mission, the values, like all of those things, an article came up for me last night where they're continuing to do it. Like I believe in January, they revisited how I think the younger group of Girl Guides is called Brownies. Yes. But they've now rebrand or changed the name of that group to be Embers because the connotation of the naming system within their, you know, company and organization still needs work. So they're still identifying areas of opportunity and evolving and showing people that they're willing to change even as like a historical institution to serve the people of today in the best way that meets them with regards to the diversity, inclusion, all of those different things. So they're still willing to listen and willing to change and evolve. It wasn't like a one and done. I think to capture it, it's they're like you said, they're willing to do the work. Mm-hmm. They're willing to do the work. And when the work has been done, then they put it out there. And I think brands like Barbie, I think brands like the Girl Scouts, I think uh, brands like McDonald's. I mean, if we have to go mainstream, they know how to do it. And, and rebranding is not part of the marketing department. Rebranding is a company-wide thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it goes back to the objectives you're trying to achieve and the people that you're trying to serve. And that's not a marketing question to answer. Right. Of course, it contributes to that and getting in front of those people, but those are organization-led questions around how you redesign or design your brand to, to be there for people, to support people, to give them what they need. To serve the people. And that's employees. Right. That's everything. Imagine... Yeah going through that rebrand as girl guides or what's going on with Zellers now in the way that they're going to start to attract and retain new talent. It's going to be even more relevant for that group of people. And, and to kind of respond to the naysayers, what made me go like, Oh crap, you're right. Like, I don't want to go back to Zellers per se in a practical way, but I, I can't wait. I look forward because I don't think they'll fail this time. I think First of all, I think it's a Hudson Bay move. I think I'm with you. Maybe there's a Target move in there. We don't know. But it's like maybe bringing Target to Canada as Target was the wrong approach, right? And what was the spirit of it without with, where we can understand the brands and see how they come together is maybe Zellers is the American Target. Who knows? Zellers is the Canadian Target? <laughs> And maybe Zellers is the Canadian target. Got it. <laughs> maybe. We shall see. Excited. We'll definitely be following and report back on this. But yeah, really exciting. So we we should as well loop back on how their actual rebrand comes to life later. To see when we know. on the logo. What's the positioning like? Who are they trying to attract and see how that unfolds? Yeah. And maybe some of that stuff will come out. You know what I mean? Like in the media, mm. it'll start to be like, what are they doing and yeah. why are they doing it? Because I'm, 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 I'm fascinated. The last thing I'll say is it's kind of gotten quiet again. So it had all the hullabaloo in January to get people excited. Uh, they were saying early 2023. Now it seems to be spring. I'm sure it's going to ramp up again, probably sometime in March. And it'll be interesting. Meet you at the food truck. I'll be having the hot chicken sandwich. And then we'll go buy new pants.
<laughs> we'll go buy new pants. Thanks, Sean. Really exciting. I, I'm actually excited to go check out Zellers and see what it's like. So this is We should cool. make a date. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. We'll walk around. There's one literally 10 minutes from both of us. So Perfect. we'll meet there. Okay? See you there. Have a great have weekend. A great Bye, everybody. Okay. Bye, Marketeers. Bye. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to the Two Marketeers podcast. New episodes launch every two weeks. Find the Two Marketeers podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you like to listen. And be sure to rate and subscribe. Listen on our website, thetwomarketeers.ca, or you can ask Alexa to play the Two Marketeers podcast. Want to keep in touch? Follow the Two Marketeers on LinkedIn or at Two Marketeers on TikTok. We've always got something to share. This podcast is over.